other than the politicians that were reacting in the most insane way possible, liberals were wilding out. Now I'm gonna show you a photo, or rather, I'm not gonna show you the photo, but you've probably seen this, because the photo itself is, is uh, TOS. But here is a victim, who is alive, by the way. A bullet grazed her cheek, and she is still bloody in this photo itself. And um, her caption on the photo is, let me see if I can find it real quick. I mean, this went viral. I can't believe I was in the middle of a mass shooting, she says. I felt safe at this parade for 18 years, and today I got hit with a bullet, and nothing will change in America. This is ridiculous. And Anne Brenoff, who is the senior writer-editor for Huffington Post, had one of the absolute worst, most liberal answer you could have to this. Now, in a lot of circumstances, we're looking for solutions to this problem, right? Well, Anne did the most liberal thing you can do. She came out at the gate swinging and said... I'm sorry this happened to you and everyone else there. It's awful and these shootings just keep coming at us. Please register to vote if you haven't already. Tell your friends too. Your generation is our last hope. Now to me, personally, this is the liberal version of thoughts and prayers. That's it. At this stage, it's the fucking liberal version of thoughts and prayers. Motherfucker, we are voting. We have voted. At a certain point, you gotta be like, all right, well, we gotta fucking gear these, uh, you know, these assholes in Congress uh, into action. But liberal voters, specifically like, uh, you know, the most MSNBC watching petulant libs, still consistently wanna fucking turn around and be like, you know what? Guess what, actually? It's still on us. It's never on them. And this is a joke this is a fucking meme but it's now the reality this is remember this help me they're stabbing me in the face look man you gotta get out there and vote this is it house of decline had this fucking meme on may 3rd someone in the chat actually said this just now and it's a really good take the liberals the democratic party cannot fail the democratic party can only be failed we have failed the democratic party the democratic party has not failed we failed because we didn't vote hard enough. And that is fucking insane. And there are so many people who got mad at me for posting this, including, you know, friend of the show Hutch, who I believe is in like the final stage of, of brain rot, liberal, uh, liberal brain rot, saying like, what else could you do? What else could you do? It's like, motherfucker, anything, dude. Literally anything. How do people not recognize that this kind of approach to the subject matter is only pushing people away from voting. This is not an institution that has your best interest at heart. At least Republicans get something out of their fucking bargain. They go out and they vote and they get something out of it. They get so much brutality out of it. There's like 30 year, 40 year projects that they are able to achieve with clear cut goals. And for the record, I love voting. My dick gets hard when I vote, dude. Oh my God. I would fuck the ballot box if I could. Oh. I'm voting. I'm, I'm voting, voting so, so fucking hard. hard. And you guys already know, not only do I voot, but I also urge others to voot all the time. Literally all the time. I have activists, organizers, local fucking candidates on this fucking show all the time. So if you're still running along with the narrative that Hassan doesn't care about electoralism, suck me from the back, please. Hutch is a, a, a Twitch streamer. If younger people voted in larger numbers, you would have different nominees. Bernie himself ran on his ability to energize younger voters and the DSA type celebrated that. It's only been the last five years or so his pursuit of this goal has been deemed offensive to some. Primaries are always desperately low turnout. They aren't representative of the general population. Why is your brain so incapable of admitting that Biden is a fucking loser? What part of if young more people voted, we'd have different candidates? Well, unclear. How did it not process in your mind that I'm referring specifically to the primaries here? Man, this is an Ouroboros, okay? This argument is like incredibly fucking stupid and it hurts my fucking brain. It's always like, oh man, it's just, it's, if only like young people are voting harder. Bro, young people did vote. Historic turnout for fucking Joe Biden. 
Look where we're at. How do you not recognize that this only leads to more people feeling dissuaded, more people feeling jaded, and more people refusing to participate in the electoral structure because they feel like their voices are not fucking heard and their voices are not heard because right now they're yelling, help us. And you're speaking over them and saying, sweaty, you can only help yourself by going out to the fucking ballot box and voting so hard. And the Democratic Party is so comfortable that they rely on fucking dummies to do this for free, dude. Are you being paid by the Democratic Party? Why are you saying this? Why are you running defense for their malpractice, for their negligence, which I believe is criminal negligence, really? Try voting in a southern state with a GOP supermajority and having people tell you to just vote. And people don't fucking understand that this just vote sweaty argument, this just vote take, is literally pushing people away. It's pushing people away. Any increase of turnout from vote shaming or campaigning or ads or whatever that we can possibly get has been done. Your worthless speechifying is doing nothing. Word, you're right, you're right. I should probably just spend my time telling people that Roe was doomed exclusively because of RBG and that voter turnout in 2016 actually have very little to do with the matter when you think about it. I've been talking about Supreme Court long before I even streamed. The only people who don't understand stakes are the centrist Dems you support. It is Biden who refuses to entertain expanding the court or even constraining their jurisdiction. They have to go. Not only do Democrats ask you to fucking vote. You know what's really funny about this take? Democrats ask you to fucking vote and then they can't even protect your right to vote. That's the other funny part. They just keep saying, just vote. Motherfucker, pass bills to make it easier to vote then. Nope, just vote. Just stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. I made a chart to show why vote harder from Dems is so exasperating. Here's the share of the U.S. population voting in each presidential election. Notice anything? Political participation is higher than ever before. Americans are voting much harder than any previous point. This is against all odds, too. Because elections have become much harder in the last, like, elections have become much harder to participate in in the last fucking 10 years, it, with the exception of the last election because of COVID. America's not suffering from a crisis of political apathy. In raw voting terms, America's more politically engaged at any point in its 232-year history of national elections. There's a breakdown that's coming after the election for the people who are being elected. The Democratic Party won the White House and both houses of Congress in an election where the significantly greater share of Americans voted than ever before in our history. It's beyond maddening to have them turn around and say, we can't do anything until more people vote for us. If Americans didn't give Dems enough votes in 2020, they need to find another way to get stuff done or change the political realities because it's simply unrealistic to expect more from the voting side of the equation. In percentage point terms, the three largest surges in overall voting share of history were the 19th Amendment, 6.8 increase, Andrew Jackson, 6.1 increase, and the 2020 election, 5.5% increase. And that happened because voting was made easier and you couldn't even protect those rights because at the state legislature level, Republicans immediately decided, oh fuck, if more people are fucking voting, holy shit, that's going to be hard for us to win elections. Deborah Messing was fed up. The former Will and Grace star among dozens of celebrity Democratic supporters and activists who joined a call with the White House aides last Monday to discuss the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Even, you got even fucking liberals on Twitter, like Hollywood libs who were saying like, what the fuck is this? The mood was fatalistic according to three people on the call, which was also co-organized by the advocacy group Build Back Better Together. Messing said she'd gotten, the jo she'd gotten Joe Biden elected and wanted to know why she was being asked to do anything at all, yelling that there didn't even seem to point to voting. Others wondered why the call was even happening. But liberals who fucking literally don't, cannot comprehend a world outside of their own selfish fucking desires of having their team win, and that's it. That's where politics begins and ends. Cannot comprehend a world in which like millions of Americans are like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we even fucking voting? If Republicans are winning while the liberal party is in power, something needs to fucking change. The Democratic Party needs to utilize 
the people power that it fucking has. But all evidence points to the motherfucking fact that they're not going to do that because they haven't done that. They didn't do that during the Roe v. Wade decision. They had two months to fucking work for it. They had even a longer time to actually, like, set up protections against it. And they didn't do shit. They just fucking sat there and asked for more money and told you to go fucking vote. So why the fuck do you think people are going to go out and vote again? How are you not angry at the Democratic Party? Is your fucking mom or dad a, a, a DNC operative? Are you working for the Democratic Party? Any fucking Democratic voter who is not screaming at the fucking mountaintops to demand that their elected representatives actually fucking do their bidding for once by any means necessary is a pathetic fucking cuck piece of shit. And I see them as an enemy too. You are caping for the controlled opposition. Enough is enough. It's fucking crazy. Now, after all that call was said and done that afternoon, the participants received a follow-up email, a list of basic talking points and suggestions of Biden's speech clips to share on TikTok. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, but hey, man, luckily this time around they're on vacation. So they haven't even fucking asked for more money. I, I haven't even gotten money uh, requests from, from the Democrats in this last fucking mass shooting, you know? There's that. I keep seeing this take from Centrist Dems that goes, Republicans got here through incrementalism. Progressives need to learn from their example and accept incremental change. It's been getting under my skin, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it until now. It gets down to one of my core problems, lack of vision or purpose on the very smart people wing of the party. Every Republican president since Gerald Ford has explicitly supported overturning Roe. They told the base that this is the goal, so their base kept showing up. The theory of change has shifted over time for Ford and Reagan. It was a constitutional amendment, but the Federal Society model took over. And Republicans sold the idea of judicial action. But the end goal, as stated clearly in the party platforms in 1984, was overturning Roe. They told the base it was a game of increments, but the goal was always clear. Along the way, they had to load the lower courts to overtake the Supreme Court. And they kept the base fired up by passing trigger laws and pushing radical bills that were struck down. Exactly. Their ultimate goal, no matter how unachievable it seemed at the time, was always consistent. And another goal they have is this one, the independent legislature, by the way. And that's coming too. Problem is, Democrats are the controlled opposition party. So all their fucking goals, their agenda, is immediately discarded. There was no better representation than not pushing for the $15 minimum wage and claiming that the Senate parliamentarian was simply stopping them from, uh, from putting that in a budget reconciliation. That was bullshit. No Republican will ever, ever stop for a bullshit reason like that. As a matter of fact, Republicans have, under the Dick Cheney administration, fired and rehired Senate parliamentarians. It's not an elected position. And it's purely a matter of their own personal biases. Oh, this doesn't actually impact, uh, you know, our, our deficit. Fuck off. That's crazy. It's crazy. Anyone who's telling you right now, right this very moment that like, oh man, there's just nothing. We're all out of options just to vote. Just to vote, 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 vote. Vote like you've never before. Yeah, sure, vote. But what the fuck? Why do you expect people go out and vote again and again and again, when you're not even doing anything that people are asking you for, people are voting for a purpose. The idea that people are voting simply for their team to fucking win is rich people shit, okay? After Kirsten Cinema tanked the infrastructure reconciliation bill, they fucking invited her to the signing of the bipartisan bill. They don't care. Yeah. <sighs> Every time a bill was struck down, though, the party made sure their messaging reaffirmed, look, we're right. We need to throw out these judges. We're fighting for the end goal. They gave a passionate voters a clear goal and a consistent reason to keep showing up. Name one single comparable goal that the Democrats have pushed forward. You can't. There isn't one. Democrats can't even get together on wildly popular incremental ideas like expanding social security, capping pharmaceutical price costs, or universal background checks. And they have a mechanism of control within the Democratic Party. And I often don't get into the weeds of things, but I have set a clear method of control 
and whipping votes within the Democratic Party that the president refuses, that Nancy Pelosi refuses to utilize, that Dick Durbin refuses to utilize. I've talked about this. You know it. If you're here all the time, you've heard me talk about it. No, not the gauntlet. The, ga the gauntlet is a joke. The gauntlet is a meme. But there are plenty of things you can actually do. Threaten to remove people from committee positions. Threaten to investigate them with the IRS. Use the fucking bully pulpit. Like Trump did, you know? Just be like Republicans. And they don't they don't want to do that because there's no motivation to do that because the people, the, the bulk of the people that vote for them are rich, out-of-touch liberals, okay? And poor people who are like, holy fuck, I have to defensively vote no matter what. But there are so many more, even poorer people out there that just don't do not vote for either party because they're working. They can't take the time off. They don't give a fuck. It's fucking disastrous, dude. These outcomes are, are expected. These outcomes are not surprising. What do you expect? Of course this would happen. You need to do something, anything. When progressives put forward big goals, the response is that's impossible or don't be silly. The centrists collaborate with the Republicans the weaken our biggest accomplishments or proactively cave to GOP messaging on everything from abortion to guns and taxes. Where the Republican establishment set a goal and pushed it forward, Democratic establishment scolds progressives for being foolish if we put forward big ideas, but never say towards what. They never, they say we need to accept incrementalism, but they never say towards what. They get mad when people don't show up or more of the same. Even in the wake of the Dobbs decision, Democratic leaders won't make a clear promise about what they'll do. Biden finally said he should. We should have a filibuster carve out for Roe. Look, think about what it took for Biden to come to that position. That's the starting point, dog. But no concrete commitments, much less of a vote count to say th with this many senators. And court expansion is still off the table for the White House. AOC defined exactly what the Democratic Party could do. If they just took literally what she said and ran with it, you would immediately see a boost. But the problem is, that's difficult. That's difficult to do. You'd have to actually do your work. You'd actually have to go to work. You'd actually have to adequately message. You'd actually have to do something. And some of those things that you do as a Democratic Party operative would go against the better inter the interests of your corporate benefactors, the people that you truly do care about. Because both parties serve the same masters. I voted in every election since I turned 18 I understand harm minimization and the stakes to fight. I will always vote blue in November and bring together along, bring others along. But incrementalism is only motivating if there's a credible end goal and a fight to believe in it. Currently yelling at me over this thread, centrist Dems who think I'm living in fantasy land, Rose Twitter telling me I'm an enabler, Republicans high on Murdoch fumes. Gonna go ahead and mute. Enjoy fighting in the comments, lol. And that's how you arrive at this. I'm in the poll from this morning. 18 to 34 year old, 63% disapprove of Joe Biden. Hey, you know what we should do? We should just keep telling him to vote. And that way, that way it'll be fine. Would you rather see Democrats or Republicans in control of Congress? 59% say Democrats, 34% say Republicans. Don't offer any solutions though, man. Don't, don't do, just keep talking about how it's impossible for you to do anything. Hello, editor person here. Part of me felt like this rant might leave people feeling hopeless, so I want to remind everyone of what Arjan has said. 1. It is still important to vote. My dick gets hard when I vote, dude. Oh my god. We are not advocating to give up on voting altogether, but it is valid to feel discouraged. And 2. The most important thing we can do is organize. Organize our workplaces and organize our communities so that we can have some semblance of pushback against the corporate overlords. Join something like DSA or PSL, unionize your workplace, join a tenants union, stuff like that. Don't lose all hope. You can still do work to change things on a local level in your own communities, and that is where big movement is going to begin. Good luck out there. Thanks for watching. Also subscribe if you haven't less than 3.